Welcome, everybody, to the Who It or Lose It podcast. Today, we are going to be continuing in a series entitled Major in the Minors. Now, what we're focused on here are books of the Bible that we probably don't frequent very often and why they matter uh, to us. You know, if you're anything like me, then you've started a Bible reading plan uh, at some point or maybe multiple points uh, in your life and you started in Genesis and maybe you've made it all the way through to like Deuteronomy, uh, or maybe you've started in the New Testament. But when you get to these certain books of the Bible, uh, we just kind of gloss over them. We lose heart. We lose interest because, uh, well, they're difficult to understand, right? They don't make a lot of sense. And what we don't understand, we don't really desire to spend a lot of time on. Well, that's what this series is about, uh, looking at those books of the Bible and why they matter. In this episode, I want to spend a few minutes looking at a guy by the name of Haggai. Uh, Haggai was a prophet. If you remember from uh, your own study of the word, perhaps, or previous episodes that we've talked about this concept, a prophet was uh, uh, really the mouthpiece of God, right? Uh, So God would give a message to the prophet, and the prophet would in turn give that message to the people. So the prophet Haggai was giving his message uh, to the Jewish people of Jerusalem in the year 5 or around the year 520 BC, so about 500 years uh, before Christ. Uh, the people of Judah had been completely overrun. Just to give you some historical background here, they'd been overrun by the the, the people of Babylon, the Babylonians, uh, sent off into exile, uh, and uh, <clears throat> in other words, carted off to a foreign land. Uh, and so now we're 18 years after their return from exile, right? So they were exiled out uh, into Babylon, and then now we're 18 years after their return. Things are starting to get back to normal, maybe a little bit. And Haggai comes onto the scene at that point, 18 years after their return, to deliver his message. Now, let me give you some context here. Haggai's message came at a time when the people of Judah were uh, humbled. They had been very humbled by what they had experienced now, with the Babylonians uh, overtaking them and sending them out, now they had returned to some hopefulness because they were back in Jerusalem, they were back in the Promised Land, but then they were kind of back to a little discouragement because of the slowness, if you will, uh, or the, the the halt in the work of rebuilding the temple uh, that's actually recorded for us, partly in the book of Haggai, but partly in uh, Ezra chapter 4, verse 24, and here's what it says, Uh, Then the work of the house of God in Jerusalem ceased, and it was stopped until the second year uh, of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Now, I share that verse with you in Ezra chapter 4, verse 24, because I think it's so fascinating to tie in major parts of Scripture, these uh, seemingly um, disconnected parts of Scripture that don't appear to have anything to do with one another are really tied together. And here's why, because of what we just read in Ezra chapter 4, verse 24. Uh, then if you go up to Haggai uh, chapter 1, verse 1, I have my Bible here, it literally says, in the second year of Darius the king on the first day of the sixth month. Uh, so what are we talking about here? We're talking about the same group of people, the same ruler, the same king. Uh, These are kind of overlapping parts of scripture. Uh, So now we're almost 20 years uh, later, Haggai steps onto the scene, uh, 
to deliver this message to the people, to the people of Jerusalem. His message is basically, in layman's terms, a charge to the people of Judah to get back on the stick, right? When it comes to rebuilding the temple, they were back in the land. Uh, they had started building and rebuilding uh, their own homes, uh, but the house of God wasn't finished. So just imagine uh, you are living in a living in a country. Another country comes in, now overruns the country, sends you off into exile, and now you've been back for about twenty years in what was formerly your your own land. And what do you do? Well, you've got to have some shelter, and so you start to build your houses. And I would imagine that the Babylonians didn't just politely ask uh, the people of Judah to leave Jerusalem. Uh, they ransacked it. They probably destroyed and burned much of the city. And so a lot of work was to be done now that the uh, people of Judah were back in Jerusalem. So they had to have shelter. And so they started building their houses and rebuilding their houses. Yet in the midst of doing all of that, the house of God, the temple of God, had yet to be completed. Uh, so listen to Haggai chapter 1, uh, verses 2 to 4. Uh, it says this, Thus says the Lord of hosts, uh, the people says, The time has not come, even the time for the house of the Lord to be rebuilt. Then the word of the Lord came to Haggai, or by Haggai the prophet, saying, It is time for you yourselves to dwell in paneled houses while this house lies desolate. And that's a powerful passage, and we're going to unpack that just for a minute. Now, in essence, God's message to the people of Judah was, let me get this straight. You have time to build and to rebuild your houses for yourselves, now, even paneled houses, and we're going to circle back to that because it's pretty significant, but you don't have time to rebuild my house, God says. Now, what's interesting about Haggai's reference uh, to these paneled houses is probably a nod to uh, the cedar paneling uh, that had been reserved for the building of the temple. Uh, and if you flip over to uh, 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 9, uh, it says, So he built the house and finished it and covered the house with beams and planks of cedar. So cedar was this precious wood. It was set aside for the, uh, uh, the specialness or the uniqueness or the... Now, importance of building and rebuilding God's temple. But what we're discovering is that the people of Judah there in Jerusalem, now 20 years returned, have yet to finish God's house with the cedar paneling. Instead, they're using some of those cedar panels for their own house. Some of that cedar wood had been set aside for God's house was now being used on theirs. Uh, so similar to uh, a few weeks ago when we talked about Obadiah, if you're not tapped into that podcast, that episode, it's, uh, it's, it's there for, for you to listen to and check out. Uh, but a few weeks ago, we talked about that. Uh, in the same way with Obadiah, uh, God through Haggai uh, tries to help the people of Judah understand that the struggles they were experiencing uh, in, in life, the, the, the difficulties they were having are, were directly related to their neglect of the things of God in their own lives. Uh, listen to what he says in Haggai chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. Uh, I'm reading out of the NASB. He says, Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much, but harvest little. You eat, but there's not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there's not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. 
And he who earns, earns wages to put in a purse with holes. In other words, uh, you're doing all of this work to get ahead in life. You're planting crops, but uh, you're not harvesting very much. Uh, you're eating and you're drinking, but you're still uh, hungry and you're still thirsty. Uh, you're dressed, but you're still cold. Uh, you're earning money, uh, God says, but it's as if you're putting it into pockets that have holes in them. I mean, basically, God tells the people of Judah through the prophet Haggai, all you're doing is spinning your wheels. And the whole message really comes to a point in verses 7 and 8 when God says through the prophet Haggai, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains, bring wood and rebuild the temple that I may be pleased with it and be glorified, says the Lord. Basically, the message to the people of Judah was get your priorities straight. Uh, you focused all of your attention on things that really don't matter while the things that do matter have gone undone. Chapter 1, verse 8 is so direct. God very clearly says, go up to the mountain, get the wood, rebuild the temple. I mean, it was a simple request. There couldn't have been any confusion. Uh, I, I doubt that the elders of the community got together to really unpack uh, and tried to interpret what God was saying. It was a simple and straightforward request. Get your priorities straight. God's request of you and I today is the same. Get your priorities straight. It's probably not a stretch for me, and I'm sure it's not for you either, to think of areas of your lives and my life where we've allowed our priorities to get out of whack. I mean, perhaps we used to spend a lot of time in God's Word, uh, but lately we've been too busy scrolling social media. Uh, or perhaps we can reflect on a time in our lives where we made a commitment to become people of prayer, but the hecticness and the busyness of our lives and our schedule has just made that really difficult and that commitment has waned. There was a time when we made a commitment to carefully uh, and diligently guard what we allow into our heart and our mind through media or movies or music or uh, literature, but that commitment has waned over the years because of our desire to perhaps participate in the latest office discussion around the water cooler. Listen, God's word for us is this today, get your priorities straight. Stop focusing all of your attention on things that don't matter and start focusing on what does matter. And here's really the most interesting part about this account in Haggai after thousands of years, the book of Haggai remains largely uh, unique among all of the books of the Old Testament in that uh, he's one of the prophets who delivered a message to the people of Judah. And here's what's interesting. They listened. Uh, they did exactly as God had commanded. They went up to the mountain, they got the wood, and they commenced the rebuilding of the temple. And what's even more interesting and I believe more applicable to our lives today is that uh, no one could really make the mistake as to whether or not the people of Judah acted. It was pretty clear. Either the work on the temple was resuming or it wasn't. Uh, there really wasn't a, a, a question as to whether or not the people of God had listened to God's command through the prophet Haggai. Either it would be started or it wouldn't be started. You know, through the physical act of rebuilding the temple, the people begin to indicate to those around them a shift. Uh, 
uh, away from self-devotion and towards devotion to God. And friends, I want to challenge you that that's the same, the, that same truth applies to our lives as well. It's going to be evident to those around us uh, as, as we uh, shift our focus away from self-devotion towards devotion to God. Be encouraged and keep moving forward.